The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Exploring our oneness with spirit and each other. Unity Online Radio. Welcome to Spirit of Recovery, where spirituality and recovery meet with Reverend Anna Schaus, Ph.D. Now, here's your host, Reverend Anna Schaus. Welcome to Spirit of Recovery. We're glad that you're joining us today. And uh, as usual, we have a great guest for you and a great program I want you to know that Spirit of Recovery is the place where spirituality and recovery meet, where we support your spiritual growth in recovery. My name is Anna Schaus, and I'm your host. Thank you for listening with us today. I'm glad that you're here. Thanks so much for liking uh, the Spirit of Recovery page on Facebook, and thank you for letting your friends and the people in your recovery and unity community know about us here on Spirit of Recovery. I love broadcasting on the topic of recovery and spirituality right here on unityonlineradio.org. And I love hearing from you, hearing what's happening for you in your recovery journey and your spirituality journey. And I'm so glad to know that what we're doing here is making a difference, that the guests that we bring you are touching your heart, inspiring you, giving you some good information, and giving you some new open doors, some new ideas about recovery and spirituality and uh, opening new places for you in life because that's really what it's all about. Every week we do talk about topics that are important to the recovery community and we have guests who are down to earth, knowledgeable and innovative. They're people who are either in recovery themselves or who work with or write for recovering people and they are bringing you practical information that you can use and lively discussions that get you thinking. You know that you can listen to us here on Spirit of Recovery in a variety of ways. You can listen live via your computer, via your smart device. You can listen on demand. We've got lots of great archives. You can go to www.unityonlineradio.org slash program slash Spirit of Recovery and uh, listen at your leisure. And there's lots of great stuff that you can hear right here on Spirit of Recovery. I want you to know that Spirit of Recovery is a welcoming place so that if you're a person in recovery from any kind of an addiction or if you're the family member or friend of somebody that's got the disease of addiction, maybe you're in recovery as a family member or friend, perhaps your loved one is or is not in recovery, doesn't make any difference. We're glad that you're listening, uh, glad that you're here getting some information and some inspiration Um, If you're just curious about the process of recovery, we're grateful, glad you're here. And you're welcome to join in our conversation. Send us an email or call us um, on the uh, unityonlineradio.org phone line. And if you've got a comment or question for my guest, we're just glad to hear from you, glad that you're listening, and glad that you're participating. Again, my name is Anna Schaus, and I'm your Spirit of Recovery host. I'm a unity minister and an addictions counselor. I'm also a person who has in my own circle of love and friendship many people that have the disease of addiction, and over 33 years ago now, those relationships were a catalyst that got me started on an active path of personal growth and spiritual development, and my walk continues to be an integration of the uh, steps of recovery and the unity principles, and that walk keeps transforming my life and keeps me growing, and I am sure grateful for that. So I am delighted to have the opportunity to share these ideas with you, to share great guests with you, and also to hear what you're experiencing in your spirituality and your recovery walk. Today, we're talking about carrying the message with music. 
And, uh, you know, music really inspires us. Lots of times music can get to our emotions and uh, touch our hearts in ways that nothing else can. And it's just such a wonderful uh, healing venue. And my guest today is a musician and I, a songwriter, a singer, and I know you're just going to be uh, touched by her music. It's, it's incredible. Uh, my guest is Sonia Lee, and Sonia's passion is singing for people in recovery and writing music for people in recovery. She herself is a person who is in long-term recovery, and she draws her inspiration for her music from her own personal experiences. She um, has several CDs out that carry that positive message of strength and faith that she's found, and as we all know, on that sometimes rocky path of uh, her personal journey and the personal journey that we all have can be a bit rocky sometimes, and we know if you pay attention, you're going to get some wisdom, and Sonia still surely does that, and she puts it into her music and shares that wisdom with everybody. Um, such a great gift. She shares her music and recovery experiences with audiences at treatment centers, at conferences, at spiritual retreats, at churches, and some of those are unity churches, and I didn't know that until after I'd already invited her to be my guest here, but she um, has some connections with Unity. She also shares her music um, in festivals and also in intimate house concerts. And Sonia gives interactive music therapy workshops also for recovering people. Um, also, Sonia is a two-time Kerrville New Folk finalist here at the big uh, Kerrville Folk Festival in Texas. And she has a beautiful, pure voice and sure a beautiful, beautiful soul. So, Sonia, welcome to Spirit of Recovery. Thank you so much. Wow, that was a really nice, that makes me sound pretty good. Well, you <laughs> that are. Gave me. <laughs> it's a treat. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I got introduced to your music really pretty recently. I received a CD of a variety of uh, recovery music at a professional conference that I went to and didn't have time to listen to the CD and finally one day opened it and got it out and your uh, your song, um, Wildflowers in the Grass, happened to be the first song and I was like, wow, who is this? It's a beautiful uh, I know. I was lucky that they, <laughs> they put me, you know, the first one that you hear. That was yeah. pretty lucky. <laughs> you were, and it's—I mean, it's just fantastic. It's a—it's beautiful music, and as I told you, I played it for. I'm teaching a class here at, at the Unity Church where I'm a minister, and played it for the class a couple of weeks ago, and uh, just a, a spiritual class, and they were just knocked knocked their socks off. They absolutely loved it. Oh, that's so nice. That's great. Yeah, it was good. It was good. So, tell us a bit about. Um, I know you've been. Uh, singing since you were three years old and playing the guitar since you were 12. I think you were pinch hitting for a guitarist that didn't show up at a camp. Exactly. And so tell us a little bit about your journey. How did your music, um, get to be recovery music and, and how, how did, how'd your life move along the lines that it's moving? Well, my, my music, I was surrounded by musicians growing up. You know, my, my grandfather was an archbishop in a Ukrainian Orthodox church, and he had a beautiful voice, and my father played the fiddle, and my mother's a great singer and played the piano, and my brother's a great singer and plays the piano. So I've been surrounded by music. and um, But when I got here to Nashville, I hit a bottom, and what I thought was going to happen didn't as far as where my music was going to go. In fact, for a while when I first got sober, I I sort of hit a block and I didn't feel like I could make music. And then when I did start to make it again, um, like so many of us in recovery, you know, when we feel, when we first get into recovery, we think that nobody else out there that we're going to want to hang with is in recovery. And that turns out to be, so not true, like so many other things I discovered. And I started finding other songwriters in Nashville who were on the same path as I was. And so I started co-writing with them. And little by little, I started accumulating songs that were more about recovery than about the typical um, song that I was trying to write for country music, which it turns out these days, there's you know, the songs I write are 
could be very appropriate for that. I think people everywhere are longing for some spirituality and songs with some positive messages and some meaning. But they're certainly not about drinking my songs <laughs> anymore. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of how I took that turn. And and at first it was more of a hobby to just say, my friend Gracie said, uh, hey, let's just, you know, you want to write a recovery song? You know, let's write about what we've been really living. And at first it sort of became for fun, and then it turned into uh, something more because I realized that there's so many people out there who really get something from it. And I made my first CD, Chance to Start Over, and I got such a great response from it. People kept saying, you know, well, when's the next one coming? And I hadn't planned on the next one, and my husband certainly hadn't planned on the next one. (laughs) Because being an independent songwriter, you know, you have to pay for this all yourself. Mm -hmm. And um, he, he just kind of listens to me talking about the next one, and just sits there quietly, hoping I'll forget about it. And then when he, when he, you know, when he hears enough good songs, he says he's always on board. He says, "All right, let's let's do it. You need to make another one." <laughs> so that's how I ended up with the two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. It's it's just uh, wonderful music. So when I'm curious about you know what you're saying about uh, your how you found people in Nashville to connect with. And uh, Gracie, I can't, uh, and we won't say her last name, and I can't even remember right now, but I'm pretty sure it's the Gracie. She's been my guest. It's been a couple of years, but she's been my guest here on Spirit of Recovery. And she used to run uh, Sunlight Music, I think, right? Yes, Sunlight yes. of the Spirit Music, yes. Yes, yes. She recently wonderful. had to close it down, but she is a wonderful, wonderful friend of mine. Yeah, she's she's a beautiful person. So how has, have your relationships changed with the uh, people that are in music since since you've been in recovery and writing recovery music? How have my relationships changed? Yeah, with people, with other musicians in terms with of... With other musicians? Uh, yeah, um, like what made that connection. Well, you know, it's funny. It's like I, I, I do have friends that are not in recovery, mm-hmm. but... Most of them, if they're not in recovery, they are on some sort of spiritual path. Mm-hmm. And so um, I think the same has happened with my songwriting community and friends. You know, I I don't choose to hang out with the people who party and, and play out late and and that's their what their lifestyle is about. I choose to hang out with the ones who really want to, you know, write songs and... and talk about life and and the good and the bad and and things like that so it's kind of a shift you know when I first got sober I remember thinking I'm never ever going to have fun again ever in my life but I'm willing to do this because I'm probably going to die if I don't you know it was Mm -hmm. that sort of surrender but I wasn't happy about it and then when you know, I found uh, found out, and people would tell me, "No, you're you're. There's going to come a day when all your friends will be people in recovery," and that's kind of what's happened with with my recovery and with my, you know, music world. I think for a lot of us, once you're in recovery, it kind of filters in through your whole life and just becomes a a part of you know who you are. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. For sure. I you have. Uh generously going to um have have us play some of your music. So, uh, yes. what would you, what would you what would uh what would you like us to play first and maybe you can sort of cue that up a bit. Well, let's see. Um I believe I sent Wildflowers in the Grass. Okay. And that is the first one that that you heard. Right. And that to, that to me is really about um that to me is about you know working recovery in your life. I saw, a, I saw a saying in a doctor's office, and it was a sign from Mother Teresa. It was a saying from Mother Teresa, and it said, "We can do do no great things, only small things with great love." Mm-hmm. And I remember hearing that. I remember writing that down because I just love that. And it reminds me so much of what we do once, or at least what we are taught to try to do 
once we're in recovery because in by nature i i've I've always been more of a taker than a mm-hmm. giver, and when I got into recovery, I was taught that I have to give back, and that was not natural that's natural for some people, and you know living in the volunteer state, which is what they call Tennessee, you know there's so many giving great, beautiful people here, and that spirit is just in this state, but it's not in me, and I had to be taught that. And it turns out that it's part of what keeps me sober is giving back. And um, I've learned to really uh, respect and value that that's part, a big part of my sobriety that has to be there if I want to continue to stay sober. And so the song Wildflowers in the Grass, um, there's a friend of mine that always says, even on his recorder, you know, his answering machine, when you call him, he says, you know, my day is better because you were in it. And that's the kind of feeling I wanted the song to have, just that we're all here together and we can, you know, we can help each other with the smallest thing, you know, with just a phone call or just a pat on the back or just a, you know, how was that interview that you talked about last week, you know, or how's your mom doing? I heard she was sick. You know, just little things like that. It doesn't have to be big things, but all those little things really matter and and make us feel good and we can lift each other up that way hello how about running from the fire We've got, uh, we had a little technical glitch here, but we'll hear wildflowers later, I hope, today. But how about if we hear Running from the Fire? Yes. Running from the Fire. Yeah, tell us a bit about that one. That is one of my favorite songs from my new CD. That is from my CD, Butterfly. And um, I wrote that with a friend of mine, Paige Logan, who was not in recovery, but she's a very spiritual person. And I was just telling her about how, for me, alcohol was like a bad, bad relationship that so many of us have can relate to where at first it's really great, but then it's not so good, and then it gets bad, and then it's so bad, but you can't get out of it, and you've, you're in there, and you just you can't get out. And we were talking about that analogy, and so we wrote it... Um, sort of in a way that it sounds like it's about a person, really. But I got the idea from listening to somebody share his story about his alcoholism. And he said, I don't know about you guys, but I didn't come here walking towards the light. I came here running from the fire. (laughs) And so that's where the idea came from. All right. Great. Sounds good. Here we go. Here's (laughs) Sonia Lee's song from her new CD, Butterfly, and it's called Running from the Fire.
And that's my guest, Sonia Lee, with her song Running from the Fire on her CD, Butterfly. You can find Sonia's music at www.sonialee.net. And it's time for our break. We'll be right back. Unity Online Radio brings you inspiring programs on a variety of spiritual topics. Giving to the network is now easier than ever. Simply text Unity Radio to 72727 from your smartphone. You can make a one-time or recurring donation. Your gifts help us offer enriching spiritual programs that reach listeners around the world. Text Unity Radio to 72727. Thank you for your support. Hello, listeners. Did you know we've gone mobile? That's right. Your favorite Unity online radio programs are available on your mobile device. Now you can take us with you wherever you go. Using apps from Live 365 or Stitcher, you can listen to Unity Online Radio live or on demand. To learn more, visit www.unity.fm and click on Mobile Listening. From mayhem to miracle, from disaster to divine, Rants to Revelations Radio finds the opportunities for spiritual growth in everyday moments. Drawing from current headlines to pop culture, Reverend Ogan blurs the lines between the sacred and the profane, bringing meaning to the meaningless, with guests who are dedicated to transforming the world for good. Join Ogan live every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Central for Rants to Revelations Radio. for listening to Spirit of Recovery with Reverend Anna Schaus and her guest. If you have a question or comment or experience with today's topic that you'd like to share, call us now at 888-55-UNITY. That's 888-558-6489. Call now or email us at spiritofrecovery at unityonlineradio.org. Now, back to the program. Welcome to Spirit of Recovery. If you're just joining us, our topic today is carrying the message with music. And my guest is Sonia Lee. Sonia uh, is a singer and songwriter. She's a person in long-term recovery, and she loves carrying this positive message of strength and faith that she's found on her sometimes rocky path of personal recovery. And she does carry that message so beautifully. She shares her music and recovery experiences with audiences at treatment centers, conferences, spiritual retreats, churches, including Unity Churches, festivals, and house concerts. And Sonia also gives interactive music therapy workshops for recovering people. Um, you can learn more about Sonia's music and her work at www.sonialee.net, and that's S-O-N-I-A-L-E-E dot net. And so before I'm back to my conversation with Sonia and learning about um, how it is that she does carry the music and hearing some more of her music, I invite you to join me for a brief meditation for the Serenity Minute for a moment for you to relax, to share with me a constructive idea, and to make that conscious contact with your higher power as you understand it. So I invite you to feel that presence of spirit allowing you to relax from the crown of your head, feeling relaxation as it moves all the way through your body, noticing your breath, and allowing the thoughts to drift to the edges of your mind as you just easily and naturally find that quiet place that is inside of each and every one of us. I invite you to share with me this constructive idea. I let go and let God fill me with peace. I let go and let God fill me with peace. And we take a moment in the quiet. 
Thank you, friends, for joining me in the Serenity Minute. And I trust that it was an opportunity for you to make that conscious contact with your higher power. And now I'm back to my conversation with my guest, Sonia Lee, and talking about how she carries the message with music. So, um, Sonia, that was a great song, that Running from the Fire. That's good. That's really true. Thank you. I, yeah, it's beautiful. And uh, it's it's neat how you pick up uh, in your own heart and mind and, and in, you know, what you hear folks say about that recovery process. There's a lot of wisdom in that. A lot of wisdom in in the recovery process, for sure. That's great. Yeah. So you have a new project um, that you've just come out with, that the Shoebox Man project. Would you share yes. that with us? What that's about? Yes. Well, it's um, based on a song that I wrote years ago called "The Shoebox Man" that I put on one of my CDs. And the song came about from my working my inventory, you know, doing my recovery work and working the steps. And um, a a friend, a mentor, asked me to write down the things that I would look for in an ideal relationship one day. And I had never done that. I was in my early 30s, and I had never thought about, well, what kind of person would I want to be with? Because... Like so many of us, I just kind of would date, and I'd end up with whoever I ended up with, and without really much thought to it, and and um, no intention behind it. And so I I did that. I wrote these qualities down, and I actually started looking for that person. And it was just a great tool. It was a very helpful tool because I realized, you know, I have no clue what I'm doing here. <laughs> I I've just really had never thought about any of this. I didn't know you could think about what you want and, and write these things down and then start to aim for them. And so when I wrote this song, which is about a grandmother's advice to her granddaughter about choosing the right man one day, it got a lot of response. I think it hit you know, hit a hit a chord, no pun intended, with with a lot of people and they would oftentimes come up to me and say, I love that idea of writing these things down. And people everywhere, not not necessarily people in recovery, just the general public would say, you know, that's such a great idea, writing it down, putting it in under the bed in a shoebox and, and giving it to God, giving your relationship to God. And I'm going to tell my sister who just got divorced to do it or... I have a young girl, and I'm gonna I'm gonna tell her and talk to her about dating, and I'm gonna have her do that when she gets old enough. And so my husband, who's also in recovery, and I started thinking about what it is that we could do to sort of add to the song because it was already recorded, and we didn't really know what what else to do. To do. So we started thinking, and we sort of came up with doing what what the song says, which is having a a nice little shoebox, and then having a pad and a pen in it. And then we added um, my song. We re-recorded my song. And I was very fortunate by this time to have met some really well-connected people in the music business. And Taylor Swift's uh, first producer, who uh, really was with her when she first made it big, um, he and I were friends and and I was the first one to ever use him as a producer and as a person to do my demos. And he was so kind. He helped me out with this and, um, you know, very graciously uh, got some amazing musicians and Martina McBride's studio to record it in. And so we did this together, this one song. And then my husband and I, my husband is very creative and a very good writer, and he wrote all the characteristics and principles, um, or as many as we could think of anyways, that you would look for in a healthy relationship, in a, in a man, things that you would look for. And it, it was designed to start a discussion with young girls, but the longer we've been talking about it, the more we realize, you know, women of any age that are looking, you know, it's just a nice little, kind of like a God box for dating. Mm-hmm. And so it's actually going to be here um, today or tomorrow. I'm going to have 
hundreds and hundreds of them. <laughs> Great. So I'm hoping hoping at least some of your listeners will be interested in in uh, looking into it and seeing if there's any young women in their life that that this might be a nice gift for one day. Right. It's beautiful. I um, thank you for sending me the the uh, the information on it and it's actually it's the kit and you can look at www.shoeboxman.net and it's a beautiful beautiful kit and a, a great idea so let's hear shoebox man let's hear that okay that sounds to Spirit of Recovery. We're glad that you're back. And we are back to our conversation with my guest, Sonia Lee. And we are uh, talking about carrying the message with music. So, uh, Sonia, we were just listening to your song, Shoebox Man. Yes. And uh, that was... uh, Neat. It's really a neat song and really a neat, uh, a neat, neat concept. So, um, tell us a little bit about when you work with people in recovery at the workshops that you do. Yes. Well, 
It varies. You know, I'm 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 pretty flexible, and I I usually ask what they want me to do, and I follow directions. I've learned to follow directions. <laughs> but what I do is typically um, I will share my songs and you know surrounding a certain topic or a step um or subject and and then I'll you know I'll share my experience strength and hope and part of my journey and I'll sing the song and then I will ask some questions that sort of pertain to that and I will a lot of times try to engage the the clients or the patients um into talking a little bit about their experience with that or what they how they feel about that. And at first, I usually don't get a lot of interaction, but then as as the silence creeps in and they know that I that I really do want them to interact, they will start, you know, talking and a lot of times give some really powerful stories and feedback and and um it's really interesting as interesting for me, I think, as as I think um, it is for them. And and I think they enjoy it because, you know, they get talked to, spoken to all day when they're in treatment facilities. And this is really the same message that a lot of those treatment facilities are are trying to convey. It's just done in a different way. You know, music gets into our heart and souls through, through a back door, so to speak, and it gets in in a way sometimes even subconsciously kind of seeps in and and moves us uh sometimes in ways that we were that surprise us and so i think it's a great tool for uh recovery facilities treatment centers to have someone come in and do this sort of thing because i think it gives them a break from you know the learning and the talking to, um, and it gives them the same message in a in a different in a different way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, and I'm sure that it really taps into emotions and uh, it depths that maybe people it, that just talking and whatever doesn't tap right. into. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Right. So. so how did you get uh, involved the first time in um, in working at, with a treatment center? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I'm not really sure what how that happened, but I think I think it was actually Hazelden. Somebody that I knew were, was going uh, worked at Hazelden, and they said to the people there you know, you need to get this girl here, and, and she sings recovery songs. And so I got, I went there, and I I uh, was asked to to perform for the, the clients, and I did that. And the woman who created and started the, uh, what then was called the Women Healing Conferences mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. was there. And her... What she did was she organized a bunch of women, and she did this little conference in five different places across the United States. And it was a Saturday and a Sunday, and um, people would come and they get their, you know, their points that they need to get for for uh, school and all that sort of thing. Uh, those people going to school in that field. I don't really know what it's called, <laughs> but you would know what I'm talking about. Yeah, CEUs. <laughs> yeah, CEUs. And so they would get those, but as part of it, I was asked to sing and share and and do my thing. And so that was my first uh, exposure to that, and it was a wonderful experience being involved with, with Hazelden, being such a well-known um, establishment and, you know, well-respected was a great experience. Uh, gift and a great launch for me to do this sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's great. Yeah, I've had the opportunity to go to a couple of those uh, women in recovery conferences in different cities, and they are absolutely wonderful. Unfortunately, I wasn't at one where you were, but um, yes. but yeah, those are fabulous, fabulous experiences. Yes, they are. Yeah, it's good stuff. 
So it's yeah. time for our break, and um, my guest is Sonia Lee. We're talking about her experiences of carrying the message with music. Stay with us. We'll be right back on Spirit of Recovery. Chris Michaels, host of Healing Your Life on Unity Online Radio, is an author, life coach, national speaker, and the founder and spiritual director of the Center for Spiritual Living in Kansas City, Missouri. Through his writing, coaching, and speaking, Chris has helped thousands of people understand the basic spiritual principles that govern our lives. In his book, Your Soul's Assignment, he reminds us that we each have something to do here on Earth, a unique purpose to our lives. If you're interested in discerning what is yours to do, are looking for practical spiritual principles to inspire your life, or coaching to provide you with the tools to live more fully, visit Chris's website at www.chrismichaels.net. That's www.chrismichaels.net. Does the idea of being a vegetarian or a vegan intrigue you? Is it something you've pondered? Listen each week as Victoria Moran, author of Main Street Vegan, shows you how to make the shift to a sustainable lifestyle for both you and the planet. Each week you'll learn about the latest on the vegan life. It's not just for celebrities and moguls, but for people just like you who want to look and feel amazing, eat extraordinary food, help animals, and create a physical body perfectly attuned to spiritual growth. Guests will range from unity ministers to vegan authors, activists, physicians, chefs, and even some of those glittery celebs. There'll be recipes, ideas, tips for going vegan at your own pace, and ways to make a difference for animals and the planet at every meal. Tune in Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Central Time for Main Street Vegan, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. You're listening to Spirit of Recovery, the place where spirituality and recovery meet, with your host, Reverend Anna Schaus, Ph.D., and now, here's Anna. Welcome to Spirit of Recovery. If you're just joining us, our topic today is carrying the message with music. And my guest is singer-songwriter Sonia Lee. And she is a person in long-term recovery and a person who shares in just beautiful ways um, the wisdom of recovery through music. And she carries a wonderful positive message of strength and faith. You can learn more about uh, Sonia's work and her music at www.sonialee.net and also about the very cool Shoebox Man kit, which we just heard <laughs> that song, uh, at www.shoeboxman.net. So, um, Sonia, earlier today in the program, you were talking about writing that song, Wildflowers in the Grass, and as I said, that was the first one that I heard of yours just recently, and played for my class, and it's a beautiful song. And you were talking to us about uh, about how uh, it was part for you about that idea of being of service. So um, let's hear Wildflowers in the Grass. Okay. Getting what was mine But oh I want to be remembered Not for what I have But for who I have become Every path that you're on As you move on through your life Learn to laugh when you're wrong Try to make it right Something great. 
flowers in the grass. I tried to spend a little time doing something I believe in. So that was Flowers in the Grass by my guest, singer-songwriter, Sonia Lee. And, um, again, such a beautiful one. So um, I know, Sonia, a lot of your your themes are about that idea of making connections and about kindness and um, being present, paying attention. Your song, Ripples, speaks to that. Would you tell us a little bit about what led you to um, write that one? Yes. Well, my friend Mary Sue and I, um, songs written in Nashville are usually co-written, which means, you know, you sit down, you make an appointment and you with someone and you sit down and hopefully one of the two of you have an idea. And so I brought this idea to her about how um, recovery and and kindness, you know, have like a ripple effect. And sometimes... Um, doing a kind thing for someone, you know, is something that comes back to us and we, somebody thanks us for it and other times we never know about it and sometimes we don't even think we're doing anything and it turns out somebody comes back and says, you know, when you said this or when you did that, you know, that really, that really meant a lot to me. So we just never know, you know, who, who we can touch, um, with acts of kindness and just trying to do the next right thing. And and as far as recovery goes, you know, there's people in recovery all over the world. And I've been to um, 12-step recovery meetings in, in different parts of the world, and and I could tell that they knew, even if we didn't understand the language, you know, they knew how I felt, and I knew that they knew, you know. And so I think that's really special that's something that we have that's very, very special and that, you know, we can give to each other again in, in little ways. It doesn't have to be, you know, I used to think before I got sober, you know, what is my purpose here? Like, why am I even here on earth? And then I got sober and I realized I'm here to help other people who have been through the same struggle. 
that is very clear to me now. So um, that's kind of what Ripples is about. Mm-hmm. Well, um, why don't we hear uh, a little bit of, of uh, Ripples, and then we'll come back and um, kind of wind up uh, our talk today. But uh, what you're doing is just uh, fantastic, and, and that's what you're doing for sure, Sonia, is putting out those Thank Ripples. Thank you. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Let's hear uh, Ripples. the song Ripples by my guest um, Sonia Lee talking about that those connections that we have with other people. So uh, Sonia, what do you see in your future in terms of your music with uh, for, for people in recovery and, and what do you see happening in the recovery movement and how you're part of that? Well, um, as far as my music goes, I'm going to keep writing what I feel like writing and if I end up with enough songs to write another recovery CD, then I'll probably do that. And um, my uh, shoebox man kit is is my newest baby, so I usually spend a lot of time trying to uh, see where that's a good fit, and and you know bringing bringing attention to that wherever that may be, and. Um, doing house concerts and, and all sorts of things. But um, 
you know, as far as the recovery movement goes, it's just amazing to me how many more uh, people are on board with recovery these days and how, you know, it used to be something that was very, um, you know, under the wire and hush-hush, and now um, it's just something that more and more people are realizing is is a part of people's lives and that so many people are affected and um and I'm I'm really glad that it's gotten so much out in the open and I think that it'll continue to go in that direction. You know, there was a movie recently, The Anonymous Ones, I think, mm-hmm. that um that I saw that, you know, I felt was was very good and and made some really good points and and I think that's all good. You know, I think it's good. I think it's good to to let people know, you know, what this is. And um, it's not something that we need to be ashamed of. And um, there's a time and a place to talk about it, but we don't have, certainly don't have to be ashamed of it anymore. Right. And that's the big news. That's what really matters. That's important. So yes. uh, we're going to go out with uh, this final song of yours, Sonia. It's um, the one is, if you do what you've always Done. I don't think I got the title right. Oh, keep on doing what you're <laughs> keep doing. Keep on doing what you're doing. So tell us briefly about on. that, and uh, we'll go out with that. But I really want to thank you for being my guest, and thank you so much for the work that you're doing. My guest. Oh, so you are welcome. Thank you again for inviting me. It's been an honor. Thank you for what you do and for, for the recovery community. Um, the Keep On Doing What You're Doing is a song, you know, it's that um, – pretty self-explanatory if you keep on doing what you're doing you're going to keep on getting what you got and i got the idea with my friend rich fagan who's a very well-known songwriter here in town he's written many hits for like john michael montgomery and george jones and george Strait. and um friend of ours always always says that line so we kind of wrote it ode to ice cream steve but um Basically, if if we keep behaving the way that we always behaved, it's going to get us the same results. And on the flip side, if we uh, start some new behaviors and try something different and see what happens with that, we're probably going to, if we keep doing that, we'll probably have the same good results that we get from that. So it's a fun sing-along song, and maybe your listeners will will be singing along to it by the time it's over. Okay. (laughs) It sounds good. Thanks so much, my guest, Sonia Lee, Spirit of Recovery. Have a great week, and we're going out with Keep On Doing What You're Doing. Here we go. Well, I ran into an old friend. I was going through troubles and strife. He said, let me tell you something. Just might change your life Insanity is doing the same thing Over and over again Expecting to get a different result But it's always the same in the end Cause if you keep on doing what you do Thank you for listening to Spirit of Recovery With Reverend Anna Schaus, Ph.D. and her guests Join Anna and her guests live every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Central Time for down-to-earth ideas about keeping spirituality at the heart of your recovery. This program is brought to you in part by Soul Matters Ministry, committed to bringing light to the soul. Online at soulmatters-spiritworks.org. Hi, I'm Jane Asher, and I believe, and from what I've been shown, that when our loved ones die, they don't really leave. They just slip into the next room. On my podcast, I explore the bigger picture surrounding life on Earth and what follows when we do die. I speak with authors, friends, transition specialists, and other experts about every facet of death, dying, grief, hospice care, cultural traditions, and also our beliefs about that final journey and what we may end up facing. Please join me on the next room on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network 
or wherever you get your podcast.